This episode is brought to you by patreon.com slash SPFVGS. Welcome to Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover, episode 135. You're listening to the number one video game podcast on the internet that features my best friends. I'm one of your hosts, Adam Redding. Joining me is Mike, the Platinum Potato Masher, Lopez. (laughs) Oh, Thanksgiving theme. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. You know how I do. Right. You know how I do. I do. The other voice you're hearing is David Turkey Time Tate. Hey, Turkey Time. I've already had some turkey. We're recording this... Uh, the week before Thanksgiving, actually yes, literally exactly a week before Thanksgiving, and I've already had one Thanksgiving meal. So nice. Uh, I, w- yeah. I would have had one, but I worked from home today instead of going to the office where there was a massive <laughs> Thanksgiving potluck going on. So, oh, yeah. man. And you for know. those of you not in the U.S., Thanksgiving is a wonderful time where Americans eat way too much food. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and way too much sugar. we're thankful for it. We're right. very thankful. I know That's that sounds like just showing. every other day for us, but this time we say thank you. <laughs> It's our way of like showing how thankful we are for all of the gluttony we get to indulge in. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the best. Yeah. So, <laughs> the oh, super best friends. Uh, oh, thank you for that introduction, Adam Turkey Time Redding. Uh, oh, you know, like I'm pizza Turkey time. time also. Pizza time, okay. but Turkey Time, and also you called Mike Turkey Time, didn't you? No, no, you're Turkey Time. Yeah, oh, I'm Turkey Time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we're both Turkey Time. We're the Turkey Time twins. <laughs> all right, cool. <laughs> Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover Podcast comes to you every fortnight, with each of us coming to the table to discuss one burning topic from the world of gaming. Uh, but first, you guys. Mm-hmm. Yes. What what games are you gentlemen thankful for? Oh, oh. man, that's a good question. Yeah. I mm-hmm. like the way you put mm-hmm. that. Um, so I have lots of notes because I played a lot. I had two days to myself this weekend. Ooh. Which, two solid days, two like solid we're, days. We're, oh my gosh, what uh, I wouldn't give. I know <laughs> it doesn't happen often, so I I took very you know good advantage of it, and so okay, I played Destiny two. I finally got the recluse gun. Uh, oh, if you nice. played Destiny, you know that is quite a grind. You have to play a lot of my least favorite PvP mode, competitive, which is great that I did all of that. Why for a gun? But it is a really good gun. You did it so, though. But and I that's did. I certainly did thing. do it, and that's the important thing. And I have it now. <laughs> and now they're about to nerf it, so that's cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, also, I played some more Fortnite. Um, that's the game. In case you don't listen to the show regularly, that's the game I play with my nieces and nephew um, because the kids love it these days. And um, oh, those kids—they love those their kids. Fortnites. Can't get enough of their Fortnites and their shotguns and their whatever Shot, shotguns shotguns in Fortnite. oh okay yeah um <laughs> i thought no <laughs> not taking it political <laughs> i mean no <laughs> these kids love no. their Fortnites, their minecrafts and their firearms they love their firearms <laughs> no no man's in the chat he says david is thankful for playing a type of game he doesn't like playing i like uh, playing destiny i don't like playing that game type so I don't oh. know. I don't know. anyway, yeah. uh, I played Fortnite. I don't like something I don't like that they've changed apparently about Fortnite is they they match you with less bots now, so mm-hmm. you are less you feel less invincible. Uh, at least I feel less invincible because I am not very good at video games. So I have started once again becoming afraid when I see enemy players again, and it's psyching me <laughs> out. So come on, if that's, you're li- that's really you should feel 
some no like because I play butt tensedness. You know, you you should be butt tensed, monkey fearing when you play <laughs> against the. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I understand your point. But yeah, I play terribly when I get scared in video games. Oh, okay. So like feeling immortal, even if I'm not, helps me play better. And so uh-huh. I I missed like I killed human players back when there were more bots too because I just wasn't afraid of them and th- it's crazy anyway and so you'd kill me you go oh my gosh I killed a real person there yeah and I was be like yeah okay I'm pretty good at this but now I'm like back to oh it's that's definitely a real person I'm not gonna be able to kill them I'm and a dead man I a can't kill them yeah yeah <laughs> so Fortnite uh, I've also played yeah. uh, the Outer Worlds. Ooh. Um, I played uh, probably two more hours of that game this week and and uh, I tried very, very, very hard to focus on playing this game. Mm-hmm. Um, but another game was released this last yes, week. It was. Mm-hmm. And I resisted buying it as long as I could, but halfway <laughs> halfway through Monday or halfway through Sunday I I like I broke down and I and I downloaded it. So, but we'll get to that in a, in a second because okay, I uh, I did a little diversion on Sunday. Let's say like early afternoon, I broke mm-hmm. out my Oculus Rift S just to get Ooh. it all going and and shiny because I'm going to bring it down to North Carolina to you know when I'm hanging out with my brother and stuff. Um, and uh, so I bought Super Hot VR, played some oh, of that. Very such a great game. game. Yeah, I felt like Neo in the Matrix. Yep. You know, uh, and then I played Star Wars Vader Immortal 2. Yeah, which cool. is the second. It was very good, but very short. Very yeah, short. it's episodic, right? Well, the first one was like twice as long as the second one. Oh, OK. Oh. Um, but I there are reviews for the third episode, which I believe just came out today. Um, mm. And that is supposedly the best of the three. So oh, yes, that's so awesome. I'm, I'm very excited to play that at some point. Maybe I'll play it down in North Carolina when I'm there. Um, and yeah, those are the VR games. That's the little VR detour that I took. But then the game that I probably played mm, probably the most this weekend, because I, I wasn't like super focused on gaming the whole time, if, if you'll believe that, uh, was mm, uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, baby. And the uh, jelly is thick over here. I have not had a chance to pick it up. <laughs> oh, you weren't ready for this jelly? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not ready for this jelly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll tell you what. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is bootylicious. Um, <laughs> it's too bootylicious. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. First things first, the robot BD-1 is yeah. great. That's what I hear. He's such a great companion. Um, mm-hmm. And they actually did something for this game that they haven't done in any of the new Star Wars movies from Disney, which is they got the original Star Wars sound designer to make the BD-1 sound effects. Ah. And Bert, the guy who created R2-D2 sounds, is the guy who makes BD-1 sounds. And that's awesome. That's cool. And uh, yeah, it's funny because the, the, the team making the game, Respawn, they were like, yeah, we reached out to the guy that did the original Star Wars sounds, and we were, he, they were like, why? Why isn't he making Star Wars sounds? And he mm. was like, no one ever asked me. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> that's weird. so weird. But yeah, yeah, so he's working. He's back at Star Wars working. Especially on, uh, when when J.J. Abrams ended up using like that beep beep boop uh, yeah, app B-Bot, or whatever. Beepot app. Beepot. Yeah, to be BB8. It was Beepo. I'm pretty Beepo. sure. Yeah. Oh, I need to re-download that app. And, and made his made the BB8 sounds, which it was very endearing. It's endearing, but, but also like I can make beep 
BB-8 sounds on my iPad if I want to. Yeah. So anyway, um, the game is more open and open worldy than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. I thought I, I just looked at the game. And I'm like, oh, it's like Uncharted. It's just going to be like st- there's your path. It might be a little wider of a path, but like that's clearly the way you're supposed to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, you like there's a lot of exploration between your your where you start and your destination. Um, and like you can like find power ups and stuff, stuff that like increases your health or like some sort of uh, focus ability or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And also there's a lot of met a lot more Metroid to the game than I was expecting because oh, interesting. Uh, there are sections of the map that you can't get to until you get a power up. And then you come back and you use that double jump or that wall run that you didn't have mm-hmm. before. Oh, that's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, it's a it's a it's really cool. I it's it's so much bigger than I thought it was going to be. Um, and uh, a lot of the reviews I'm I've read uh, mentioned like bugs and loading weirdness, like textures not loading in and, you know, levels just not loading into existence before you get to them. So you're just like floating mm-hmm. in space. But uh, me being the, the member of the PC master race that I am, I haven't experienced any <laughs> anything like that. So <laughs> Adam's dropping his phone. Adam's died. I dropped my phone. It's fine. It's fine, everyone. Oh, good. Don't worry. <laughs> Whew, I was very concerned. Didn't break. Uh, and that's all the games I've been playing, guys. That was a long time, but uh, I did it. Nice. <laughs> no man says, quit trying to make me add, want to add more games <laughs> to my library that I will never finish. <laughs> I know. That's so. That's the thing. I, I really want to get the Outer Worlds and Star Wars right now. Oh, yeah. Just like that's a lot of game just between those two. It really and is. So I was. Tr- I wanted so badly to finish the Outer Worlds before I bought a new game, but I just couldn't. I had to buy Star Wars. I had to. Yeah, I, I got it. I've got to get them both. But yeah, <laughs> they're both. so Anyway, good. yeah, <laughs> Mike, what are you playing? Uh, so oh, I'm, excuse me. Excuse me. What, what, what games are you, are you thankful for? Am I thankful for? Right. 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 right, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, keeping with sort of our, our Star Wars thing we have going on right now. <laughs> I purchased Jedi Fallen Order. Ooh! Hey, that's. I mean, you're not like historically. You're not a huge Star Wars fan. No, no. So I bought it right away, and then I gave it away. <laughs> <laughs> so you get uh, get out the get out of this podcast. Get out. Get out. <laughs> so you my good no friend John, welcome here. He, he'll have yeah, to come on soon and talk about it. I guess. Yeah. For yeah. me. <laughs> I know we got to get John on. It's been probably it's yeah, been it's many been, many moons. It's been many moons. So he since he came on. So I bought him a new game. Uh, he'll have something to talk about. Yeah. Um, and also, I, I guess I'm going to say this counts as a game. Okay. You guys can you guys can judge me. Um, but I went to Disneyland this week. Mm. Oh, my, my gosh. gosh. I'm I'm so jealous that you so mm. went to uh, Galaxy's <laughs> so Edge. Jealous. Got to walk around a crazy Star <laughs> yeah. Wars landy place. It's yeah, uh, so cool. <laughs> so there there is a there's only one attraction open at the uh disneyland in, in california but uh, you right can now. do so many other things there. the next one i guess opens up in january but that's that said oh. so i got to go on the smugglers run uh attraction there at disneyland yeah. which i did not know until i got there is like a fully interactive attraction yeah, yeah so mm-hmm. by the way uh, the, the visuals for that run in real time in the unreal engine oh i did wow. not know that yeah hmm. so me and my daughter piloted that uh ship together and uh, for, for folks who don't know, you, you basically go into like this, this cockpit and uh, there's six seats and there's a bunch of different jobs. But the front two seats are for pilots. The left pilot controls the left and right of the ship. And then uh, the pilot on the right controls up and down uh, pitch as mm-hmm, well man. as the uh, jump to light speed. 
So ah. that's pretty fun. Yeah, uh, yeah that, so you got to throw the lever? Is I got that to right? throw the lever, yeah. Ah, so did you get to see the... Oh, hey, I just pulled up a calculator. Okay, sorry. Uh, did you fun. get to see the uh, the the like re- the best robot they've ever made at Star Wars? The the Hondo guy? Um, Hondo? Like in, in the waiting area? Did you see oh, like Oh, yeah, so in the waiting area, they have like a droid there, and he's got cool like triangle sharp teeth on the front. <laughs> no, that's not about... He's oh, the best one. Wait, is he... Wait, it's like an orange guy that's like humanoid. No, not that guy. You didn't see him? I didn't see that guy. What? Hondo? I don't think Hondo's a robot. Is Hondo alone? Definitely. Because then he's Hondo Solo. Yeah, that's very true. (laughs) As we all know, that's how Han Solo got his last name. (laughs) Yes, they just dropped the dough. Yeah. Um, but oh, that's right. Because yeah, yeah. Um, I was rewatching that yes. the other day. <laughs> Ugh, the movie's terrible. But anyway, I enjoy it. I enjoy Hondo it. It's, it's is fine. the best, like the most advanced robot Disney has ever, like like animatronic. Let's put it that oh, way. Okay, okay. Because there's Disney like has ever made. There's like Star Wars robots. Yeah, that, that are yeah. I realize that's confusing. Not a droid. He's a he, he's a a humanoid alien, but he is an animatronic. And he he has mm. like full range of motion. He can like do that with his fingers and, you know, so anyway, it's definitely I, what I was paying attention to. Absolutely. I love see. <laughs> but yeah. So did that, you that, did that you beat was did wasted you, on you, Mike? Here's, here's yes. the question. Did you mm. platinum get uh, the uh, <laughs> smugglers run? You know, I feel like I did. <laughs> I feel like you I did. platinumed it in your heart. And that's what matters. <laughs> So all that to say, if you guys make it to Disneyland and you uh, you could try that right out um, when you get to the front of the line, like they put you in a group of like five or six people. And so uh, they hand out cards and that card has like what your job is. Mm-hmm. And if you're if you're hanging out with people who have no idea, uh, ask to trade for the pilot card. That's the col- that's the card you want. It's the most interactive component to the uh, entire ride. Everyone else. It's just sort of like a button that you push and you have no other control than that. So mm. not that it's not fun. <laughs> But being I've heard pilot the gunner is position fun. is really good too. So like the gunner you position, you get to shoot. It's literally it's a button, and you mm-hmm. cannot aim. Right. You but just have I, to wait until I line the ship up, and then you just push the button to shoot. Well, so what I've been told is, the, <laughs> like, the pilot, you might as well be shooting it. Like, yeah, like uh, they should just yes, yes. I would agree. <laughs> the it's pilot, very but the pilot silly. is the most fun. But yes. if you can't get the pilot, because everyone is probably going to want the pilot, then at least go for the gunner yeah. is what so, I've heard. Yeah, when I hear, when I hear, oh, you get to be the gunner on the Millennium Falcon, like, I'm thinking, oh, you get to, like, go down the ladder and be on the chair that oh, swivels? That would that be like, so would have been, oh, my God. That would have been so cool. That's what I was hoping for. That? They didn't do uh, that. They could have two bunch of them. Of, yeah, they're a bunch they of jerks over they there. They took that and they made it a button. So wow. I'm not saying it's not cool. I'm just saying it's not as cool. <laughs> it it could have been cooler. Pilot. Yeah, I it agree could've, with that. That could have been amazing. Yeah. Yep. You put the little headset on and everything. Oh, my uh, goodness. Well, that would have been kind of gross at Disneyland, but I, I get what you're going with it. Everyone at least once on the ride would go, I got it. And then the pilot would have to say, great, kid. Now, don't get cocky. You yeah, know? exactly. That's yeah. the whole point. Is that a thing from the movie? It's a thing from the movie. Yeah. That okay. happens in the Star War. In, in the, the Star, Star War. War. The first one. Yeah. Got it. Cool. Yeah. So anyway, so I did that. <laughs> um, and then uh, aside from that, I, I didn't have a ton of time for other games this week. So I did start a new um, a new playthrough on on Divinity 2. Oh, my gosh. So, again. Cool. Playing that again from scratch. Yeah. It's going to be You're a real wild good time. Man. I don't know. How, <laughs> I, don't, I don't. You don't have a lot of times so you play the longest game I can think of. I play the game that has the most <laughs> replayability. 
How does it have yeah. some? Oh, okay. I get it. I get it. I know. I get it. You don't have to answer that. I get it. I don't think yeah. you do, but okay. <laughs> there's a lot of different classes, and there's they all have origin story. Uh, there's like a bunch of characters that have there's different a bunch of characters origin, that have origin stories. You can make your own characters, make your own classes, and then the, there's a ton of uh, choices to make in that game that are pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. that's good times. See, I knew. Yeah. I knew. So, Adam. Yeah. What are you playing? Uh, well, here's what I'm thankful for, Mike. Oh, yes. What games oh, are you that's thankful right. for? I'm sorry. Um, what are you thankful for? You know, that's all right. <laughs> I forgot the bit. <laughs> so I, I really did not have much time to play, but I'm very thankful that I did have time to finally start Pyre by Supergiant Games. Oh, oh NBA, I'm so proud you of mean, you. You mean yeah. Fantasy NBA Jam? Yeah. So, <laughs> and I think I, I feel ashamed because I I've, I think I accidentally put this off somewhere in the back of my head because I was thinking, uh... I don't know if this one is going to be as great as the other ones, you know, mm-hmm. like as uh, Bastion and Transistor. Like, mm-hmm. I love those games. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one, to me, it just looked a little different, you know? Oh, it's and, different. And so, and, and it is different, but mm-hmm. it's still glorious. It's fantastic. And I, I, like, I, glorious. I started playing it. Yeah, I started playing it. I was like, what, what, what the heck was I waiting for on this one? I, I don't know. <clears throat> Were I you what I they feel say, foolish. Were you, what, as they say, sleeping on it? I was sleeping on this one, and I feel <laughs> foolish. So if you too are sleeping on Pyre, don't do it. it yeah, don't say a, on Pyre beds are more comfortable. A, it is a bad idea to sleep on Pyres anyway yes. in life. That's yeah. just life advice. But then this uh, game, especially, <laughs> not only not only is this game really good, but uh, as of this recording, I believe it's on sale until the thirtieth. Um, which platforms? It might be on sale on all of them. I know for sure it's on sale on Steam for like seven bucks. Oh my, <laughs> that's a really good deal, yeah. and it's it's really fun. So it has like the cool um, sp- kind of quasi sport arena kind of matches, but those are interspersed with quite a bit of like choice and dialogue trees and mm-hmm. exploration to a certain extent. So there's a lot of really cool lore and everything in the world building. I'm reading like every, every little scrap of anything yep. I can get, you know, it's just, I'm getting all into it. So I'm really enjoying that. Um, so yeah, I'm thankful for Pyre. Nice. This Thanksgiving. I'm very excited to talk to you about that game when you make it a little further. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I had heard that you shouldn't play, you shouldn't just jump right into the two player mode because of possible spoilers. Yeah. Um, so I, I made my son wait and just watch me play the single player. <laughs> so, you know, I'm thankful for that. Thankful for That's making well. your son wait and watch. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I'm thankful for him playing, uh, Pokemon, Sh- uh, shield and oh. uh and on the switch and not being jealous that he can't be playing pyre with me so yeah okay that's that works out then nintendo's yeah. got your back you know yeah yeah <laughs> so um are you guys ready for mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. excellent there's been remember, so much oh there's a lot there's a lot so remember you can always submit news stories for the fortnightly news wrap-up at reddit.com slash r slash sbfvgs we'll discuss it here on the show upvote downvote get crazy um but yeah this one uh, actually i picked several from uh mr top newsman ultimate kills oh man ultimate kills went to town this week he, i didn't even realize knocking that. it out of the park yeah. so um all right so this one just this warms the cockles of my heart. Oh, I think. the very cockles. Yes. Mm. <laughs> so, uh, a new Mass Effect game is in development, um, 
a recent report by Jason Schreier over Kotaku says BioWare is still invested in RPGs after its foray into Destiny-like shooters with Anthem, in addition to Dragon Dragon Age 4, which was confirmed for early or confirmed in early 2018 by executive producer Mark Dara. A new Mass Effect game is in very early development at BioWare Edmonton under Mike Gamble, a long-term uh, producer for the studio. So that's very excited about good that. News. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I just, I'm just happy that they didn't let, uh, and I, and I kind of knew that wouldn't be the case, but, um, that Andromeda didn't like fully kill that franchise, <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know, because that a lot of people were like, oh yeah, they're, they're get they're putting it up on the back burner for Lord knows how long, <laughs> you know, I just, I like that they're going to bounce back relatively quickly. Hopefully Mass Effect will be the glory that it once was, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it's fairly, important fairly to note Anthem was not a failure despite the horrible launch and and no one liked it quote unquote yeah it was the eighth most the eighth highest selling game of this year or something like that yeah yeah so um and that and that's kind of another part of that news story they're talking about basically they're doing a full overhaul of anthem too to try to uh i guess maybe make good on uh people's investment i'm curious if we'll see like a um like a turnabout, kind of like your Final Fantasy fourteen Realm Reborn type thing for mm-hmm. uh, for Anthem, uh, where you know oh, all of the yeah, all the old sins are forgotten, yeah, you know, and everyone, everyone loves it suddenly. Loves it, yeah, that's true. They could, I mean, in theory, it's possible. The internet has a short memory, so if I th- if I they hate something, then they love it. Then it's it, yeah. I I feel like the internet is is quick to pounce, but also sometimes quick to forgive well everyone loves a good comeback story right exactly so, mm-hmm. yeah look it, at look at uh no man's sky exactly everyone loves it now everyone loves it everyone loves it every last person lo- i counted them and i talked to them <laughs> you all. asked every person and they all <laughs> love it yeah uh, bruticus well, lee's in the chat says i really wanted anthem to succeed and i think a lot of us did man. i wanted it to be good it looked so cool i again i just want to point out financially they did <laughs> I mean, they did succeed, but yeah, as a as a long term right. platform type establishing IP, that it was right. it was not that right, uh, right. At least not yet. The, so who, the who, only reason this news gives me some pause is that uh, I know leading up to the development of Anthem, um, they actually scrapped their early version uh, of the next Dragon Age to make oh. it more um, oh, games as a service uh, type model. And I don't no. know what that means for that series yet. It, so I guess we'll see. But I really hope that's not the direction they also take with Mass Effect. Because with Dragon Age, you know, they did take that, here's a big single-player RPG. How do we make this, like, live and multiplayer and all no. these things? It's like, I don't, I don't want any of those things. <laughs> we, none of us want it. No, nobody, nobody wants, wants it. that. Yeah, uh, Lars now says... Uh, he really wanted Anthem to succeed also, but it, that game proof that EA gives no Fs. No Fs so, given. I, 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 I disagree, though. I, I think that Star Wars uh, Jedi Fallen Order mm-hmm. proves they give at least one. Possibly. I, I think if you, you look back at some of the most like, successful games, like AAA games, like at the last couple of years, I think like probably four out of five of them are probably made by EA at some point. Well, and I, I think that they've learned a valuable lesson with Andromeda, with Anthem, mm-hmm. with the Visceral game that got canceled, that Frostbite, it was probably the issue with all of that, you know? Yeah, I hope so. Um, so I think, it, you know, seeing that uh, Jedi Fallen Order is like doing so well, getting reviewed so well, um, was developed in a reasonable time period, 
Yeah. Um, you know, I, I really feel like that shows that, okay, yeah, if you're making a third-person game, maybe don't use a first-person game engine. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I, yeah. I just I just hope that Respawn wasn't allowed to make that game in that engine because they started it before they were owned by EA. That's the only that's the only thing in my head. I'm like, EA didn't want to lose all of their money. So they. Well, is, do we know that's true, though? Because like I know EA already had the license, the Star Wars license, right? Yeah, I don't know. I guess we don't know that that's true, but I assumed it was. Maybe they maybe they just had enough clout after a couple of really great games, Titanfall one, two and yeah, I mean, Apex in, and, in, in response yeah, history, they've never used, uh, uh, frostbite. So mm-hmm. like, cause, um, Titanfall was the source engine, crazily enough, um, mm-hmm. made by valve and, uh, and then, yeah, this is unreal. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just hope EA. Yeah. I hope you're right. I hope EA allows people to not use, not try to shoehorn frostbite into all of their games. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I feel like that is the clear culprit on a bunch of their failed products yeah, recently. It so, really is. so, um, yeah, hope fingers crossed. Yeah. So moving along, uh, Xbox game pass will soon be adding 10 final fantasy games to its library, wow. which is insane. It's final fantasy good. on Xbox, right? I, I mean, I know you had, you have final fantasy 15, but mm-hmm. you've certainly, uh, I don't believe you've had Final Fantasy 7 on Xbox I don't Xbox even think before, you had Final right? Fantasy 14 on Xbox until recently. So that one still well, won't be that there. That still so, won't be there. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. So it's dig- Digital Trends reports Microsoft has revealed that their XO19 celebration. Is that how you say it? XO19? Sure. Why not? Uh, maybe, celebration. Maybe it's Kiss More Hug. Than, uh, Kiss Hug 19 <laughs> celebration in London. And more than 50 new titles will be added to Xbox Game Pass over the next year. And 10 of those titles are from the popular Final Fantasy series. Uh, so, yeah, Final Fantasy 7, Final Fantasy 8 Remastered, Final Fantasy 9, Final Fantasy 10, HD Remastered, also 10 2, but 12, Mike, mm-hmm. for you. Yeah. yeah, they did that one just for you. Thank you. Uh, 13, 13 2. Lightning Returns, Final Fantasy 13, and 15. So they left off the Jeez. two MMOs. Um, but you are getting, if there is a remaster, it looks like you're getting it. That's cool. With, I've always yeah, kind of yeah. wanted to play 12. I've I've heard good and bad things, and I'm just curious how I would feel about it. Yeah, so, Vaughn's terrible. So get through like the first hour and a half, <laughs> two hours of that game, and then it's it's pretty fun. Why are there so many Final <laughs> Fantasy, or why are there so many RPGs in general where they're like, <laughs> if you can just get past the first just the first 15 hours, then you'll love right. the game. There's so many. If you can play the normal length of an Uncharted game. And then this, you get in, to the good stuff. Like it's really RPG. bad, but then it'll be fun. <laughs> but it's really bad. <laughs> Too oh, many. Man. Isn't that, isn't that, who was saying that about um, Death Stranding? It's like the first 10 hours are a slog <laughs> and the last 10 hours are a slog, but the middle is amazing. <laughs> I, just make the oh, whole game so good. Crazy. Pro tip, uh, just do the whole you know, thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's super easy to make a great video yeah, game everyone yeah. knows it well, if you already made some of it good just make the rest of it good that's true it is weird that you kn- that if you know how to make any of it good you'd think yeah. you know how to make all of it good uh, yeah <laughs> come on anyway i digress uh over on nintendolife.com they've confirmed that people in pokemon <laughs> people in pokemon games are in fact eating delicious pocket monsters so oh, while no. it's believed yeah while it's believed in uh pokemon sword and shield that slow poke had been removed from the pokedex that's not entirely true uh you see the new curry recipes in sword and shield oh, reveal no. slow poke actually appears as a cooking ingredient within oh, this region oh no <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, so all, you guys thought I was just being weird when I was sending my Pokemon off to the meat grinder in Pokemon mm. Go. This is all canon. No. This is all canon. We are eating Pokemon. They're delicious. So, I didn't know this was like a not a thing in Pokemon games already. I just kind of assumed. But they're like sentient. They like you can reason with Pokemon. They obey yeah, commands. Pe- That's cr- people eat dolphins. Uh, sure. I yeah. don't I don't understand. I don't eat doll. I don't recommend it. It's very high in mer- mercury outside yeah, of being cruel. But <laughs> <laughs> they're they're also borderline sentient. Yeah, it's so cool. Yeah. You eat the yeah. dumb animals. Eat the dumb ones, the ones that don't know you're eating them, like fish. They have no <laughs> idea that anything's happening. So Yeah, I I definitely I mean but it's confirmed, right? That the the professor, when you send your Pokemon off to the professor, he's definitely got a, a side <laughs> racket where he's turning them into sausage. Yes. But it, absolutely what kind what like is it candy is it sausage flavored candy? Like what kind of candy Well there's there's a lot of sausage in uh, it's a real sausage fest in Pokemon Sword and Shield, <laughs> as it is, right? There's sausage everywhere. But the aside from that, like, aside from that, though, you do have like the Slowpoke entree, right? Where it's like a Slowpoke tail in some curry. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, <laughs> so gross. apparently Slowpoke tails grow back. So maybe they're just chopping them and releasing them. I don't know. Oh, it seems mean. Can we talk it about does. something else? I'm so. <laughs> Roast out now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So lastly, last news story uh, of the fortnightly news. Oh, yeah. Um, is that uh, various outlets are reporting on Google Stadia uh, having very uneven performance with some calling mm-hmm. its launch a, you know, half-baked beta. Mm, yeah. Um, it it pretty know, much it, is early access yeah. thing at this point. I mean, so let's just let's just run down the features that are not there right now. Okay. Um, the Stream Connect state share and crowd play none of that is in yet those were uh, all very big selling points in their like opening yes. mm-hmm. like demonstration of oh, this yeah, is like, what check out all this cool is. stuff yeah 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 uh stadia's achievement uh, system is not there yet Jeez. um <laughs> well here's the ability to be, to be fair you are earning achievements. You just can't see them because there's no notification <laughs> system for those. <laughs> but if an achievement pops in the woods and nobody's there to see it, do you even earn it? Well, I would I say no, so. but Google says yes. Okay. Yeah. So um, the ability to use existing Chromecast Ultras to play games that is not there. So at launch, only the Chromecast Ultras that ship with the Stadia controllers have the mm-hmm. updated firmware required to stream games. So, And they said they will be updating the existing uh, Chromecast Ultras over the air soon yeah. after launch. But I, feel that, like that's that not, I feel like we knew that was going to be a, a thing because no one can play Stadia right now except for the people that pre-ordered a Chrome uh, cast. Well... Even some of those people can't because the Stadia controller has not shown up for a lot of people who what? pre-ordered. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and we're recording this uh, a couple days after the service has I think launched. It launched on and Tuesday sure. and it's Thursday. There's also yeah, reports yeah. of uh, founders who receive their controllers but not their access codes. So they've oh, got a controller yeah. and no yeah. access to the system. Oh, what uh, a mess. Family sharing. Family sharing is not there. So like say if I, I've got my account and my son has his account. And I buy a sixty dollar game. I can't. I can't allow him to play it on his account. Oh, we can't. Wow. We can't uh, cooperate that way. Right. Uh, but buddy passes are not in. So there's there's actually quite a bit of uh, missing features uh, currently. So so you know. Let me just say it's sad. all it's all well and good that these things aren't there, right? Because mm-hmm. 
I mean, it clearly is early access. The the pro and there's nothing wrong with early access but stuff. They're, but they're not calling it early they're access. Not call- that's yeah, the- that's the problem. The problem <laughs> yeah. is they didn't tell any of their customers this. And well, yeah, it, like like Microsoft XCloud, right? Yeah, they they say okay, this is beta, and no right. one's griping about it. No, yeah. it's the proper you know? approach to take. Yeah. yeah, like think of all the problems you'd avoid. Look at the launch lineup for Stadia. It's it's super lackluster. There's it's full of games that have been out for like a year, except for there's like a handful of smaller mm-hmm. titles that are you know new but um it's like here's all the tomb raiders and here's destiny 2 and here's farming simulator 2019 and it's like okay <laughs> yeah and, oh wow and i can't wait to play that on right. my it's it's not very exciting but computer. if you come right. and say oh this is early access and like the real games are coming later then people are kind of like oh, oh okay right yeah. they didn't well, do and that that's the thing the beta of x cloud has 50 games right now yeah so yeah. that's pretty wild that this is a full launch right full-blown launch everybody and yeah. it's it was only going to be like 12 games and then they added what 10 more yeah something like that yeah K- kotaku uh, explicitly said that google panicked and added like more <laughs> games i don't know if that's if that's fair to say if they actually well, panicked or not but here's yeah. the thing right so a week before release they announced here's the uh 12 games that are releasing and then like the night before release like oh and here's 10 more yeah that's mm-hmm. really weird and yeah, I guess so yeah that is weird. yeah i kind of lean it's towards like almost they like, panicked. yeah it's almost like they didn't know that those ones were for sure going to be ready for mm. launch you know i don't know what it takes necessarily to get the game running well in in the stadia environment but mm-hmm. uh I, I imagine it takes the publishers partnering with google and like mm-hmm. testing it and making sure everything is you know not glitching out or something when you launch it and um but yeah it's it's kind of uh it's kind of crazy we haven't even talked about the uneven performance um yeah so i've well, let's do I that. heard yeah, I've heard people talk about, okay, it works great for me in this room, but I go to this other room in my house and it works like garbage. Mm-hmm. Or um, I was, I was, I started playing a game and it was working pretty well. And then someone else fired up Netflix in the other room and it, and it tanked on me, you know, yeah. things like that, that uh, I don't, I don't know if, if we're quite ready. Well, for, this was the concern for a lot of folks, right? Because all yeah. the testing we were doing at the press was like, okay, here's a clean like lab room at this mm-hmm. conference hall with the networking stuff in the next room and look how great it looks. It's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that works great, but that's not yeah. like how it's going to run. Yeah. It runs great, Mike, as long as you're on Google fiber and maybe, or inside Google's, uh, headquarters. <laughs> <laughs> like to, to be fair, right? Like it, what they're trying to do is very hard. And yeah, no, and I, I, I can totally I couldn't get do it. that. I, I, I couldn't do it either, Adam. I couldn't I'll do give it. you that. So it, it's very hard to do that. And, and aside from that, um, we know what we hear is when it works, it's like magic. It's super, super cool that it works that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but they had to have done enough real world testing to know like, Hey, this works kind of, this should definitely be called an early access. If we've, if we've got to release right now and we've got to get people's money to keep the project going, then call it early access, call it beta, call it whatever people are still in and they won't yeah. be so mad at us when it kind of doesn't work as good as we said. It would. Right. Yeah, and I, I know that uh, some some publishers, some insiders, right, have have leaked out from publishers that they're a bit nervous about the service because sure. uh, Google is not exactly known for keeping services long term. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think someone figured out the average lifespan oh, of a yeah. canceled a canceled Google service is four years. Yeah, there's yeah. an so, app. There's a there's a ca- yeah. there's a website that like counts <laughs> countdown. Down. Yeah, I can't find so it right now though. I'm there's an for active it. countdown right now, counting down to the death of Stadia. It's four years out apparently. <laughs> it's so, sad. so yeah, um, I 
there's, there's also little things, right. That people are noticing like, Hey, you know, when I, when I play destiny two in 4k and, and everything's working properly, like it works mm-hmm. and it's technically in 4k, but the game doesn't look right. And then they realize like, Oh, well, in order to get the game streaming at 4k, like they run it at 1080p resolution and then like try to upscale it and do those little tricks. So basically makes it so that you're playing destiny two in 4k at like PC medium settings. Yeah. Huh. Which makes okay. no sense because one of Google's pitches was, Hey, here's a console that competes with the next generation of consoles that you'll never have to upgrade because we can just infinitely expand them and add more and more power to it. Yeah. Right. That can't even run, uh, destiny two at full settings. Uh, even yeah. though I can on my computer, that's like two years old at this point. You know, like oh, what an old dinosaur yeah. you have, dude! Uh, well, it's, it's not a dinosaur, but in terms of computing power, two I don't years, know how you're living. Two years is usually not enough to surviving. run games at full quality anymore. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I mean, I, I don't want to just dump on the service, right? Like I can no, appreciate what they're no. trying to do, but you have to admit when it's not working properly, um, it's it's just it's just weird to me that they they just decide to keep pushing forward when they clearly knew like it's just not ready like yeah aside from the from the performance stuff just like all the features that we said we're going in aren't ready um and the yeah. publishers aren't behind us yet and we don't have like early enough games yet and well you know, yeah they, and they've started up game studios to produce original content for this zero right. of them um, are ready and the, none of those are ready yeah so and, and really for me the death the nail in the coffin for me is that like if someone starts streaming hulu or or Disney Plus oh, or something in the next goodness, room. Yeah. And like for me, one one use case, and I think this is probably the case for a lot of people. Sure. Is I want to stream if I'm gonna stream a game down, it's probably because someone's using the TV. And I want to be able to like, you know, I'll stream this pipe this game to my phone and and have it be have it look amazing. That's that, that sounds pretty awesome, right? Yeah. But if that's not a reality because anyone playing Netflix in the house is totally tanking the performance, then that kind of like well, who's this really for then, you know? Yeah, exactly. Because I would say the people living alone that uh, are wanting to play video games, they can probably, it's it's sad but true, but they can probably afford like a, a PC. A PC, yeah. Like yeah. because, you know, like I, me, I live alone. I don't have a family to support or anything like that. I, all my money I can just spend on me. And so I bought a PC because I can do that. So um mm. I, I don't want Stadia right now, uh, and I can't imagine anytime soon that I want a streaming service to be my main platform to pay full price for a game for, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I like the xCloud approach in that basically I can I can stream this game when I'm on the go or whatever. If I find somewhere with decent Wi-Fi, I could stream a game down to it, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, but when I get home, I have the real experience, right? I have the game playing in 4K, like on a, on a screen. Yeah, you can you play know, it like locally it's local. or over the cloud. That, That's, is, that right. to me is, is the streaming future that I would prefer because yeah. I don't know that I always want all the trickery, all the, the negative latency, bells and whistles <laughs> stuff that they're trying to, to sell us, you know? Yeah. Right, so... Anyway, that was a, a little bit beefy of a news story. Yeah. Do you guys have any other closing thoughts yeah, I on just, that one? I want to say, I think the reason that they they sent Stevia, Stevia? No, Stadia out into the wild. <laughs> <Stevia. laughs> it's the most delicious gaming service yeah, out there. Yeah, it's very sweet. Mm. Um, it it uh, <laughs> they, they sent it out into the wild because I think there's a pressure to be the first one 
They wanted to mm. be the first one out there that people could experience so that they would start to build some like brand loyalty and, well, and all that stuff. That's weird because like, I guess they would be the first of this latest iteration of it, but like on live beat them. Yeah, they all died. Uh, they don't exist anymore. You know, a PS Now beat them. Well, PS I mean, Now, even though in, who do you know that, that was Gaikai PS Now though? That was Gaikai before that. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I... I I can't say I know anyone who's sitting there streaming all their games on PS Now, but I can't say that about Google uh, Stadia either. So. I know two sure. people that use Google Stadia already, and it's very hard to get those things. So, oh my, you know them too, actually, Deadwards and uh, Nick from our very community. Well, maybe maybe we should have them come on talk about it. Yeah, we should. A little segment. I agree. Moving along, it is time to listen as Mike struggles to read the tweets. Woo! Sweet. It's my favorite, um, my favorite part of the whole. Oh, thank you. Indeed. So, uh, news went long, so let's, let's lightning around these things. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a couple easy softball ones up front here. Uh, Isaac wrote in and said, why are you three just a gosh darn handsome? Asking mm. for a friend. So, we'll start with David. Uh. David, what's your secret? <laughs> Uh, what's your secret good good jeans i don't good know jeans my parents are both very attractive people handsome yeah so i i guess that's where that came from i don't know uh, also can you <laughs> isaac can you like convince women that i'm this way please because i feel like they, yeah wait, he says he's asking for a friend maybe his friend's a lady if she, yeah, yeah if if so you know i'm single send her on over yeah, send her on over <laughs> adam adam what's your secret my secret is I'm not naturally beautiful. This <laughs> takes hours and wait, hours. So wait, yeah. to, to maybe put maybe he's born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. Maybelline? Is it this Maybelline? Is, it's Maybelline. Maybelline. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Maybelline. It is in fact Maybelline. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, so good. Mike, what's your secret? I think I think I know Mike's secret. Oh yeah. Okay. What do you what do you think my secret is? It's that invincible hair count of yours. Oh my yeah. gosh, your hair. Mike, can you just do some stuff with your hair? I've got you in close-up right now. <laughs> it's true. Can I'm growing just, it out right now. Can you just do some stuff with it for us? Oh, look at that. Yeah. Oh my yeah. goodness. Uh, some some have called it lustrous. It's lustrous. The secret so. is to lather, rinse, and repeat. I do. Always repeat. <laughs> I do. Always repeat. But I do, Mike, and my hairline is definitely <laughs> has uh, succumbed to age in the in the last few years uh mike we we also have a we also have a good question from uh the twitch chat if you'd like to include that one oh i can't see the twitch chat at the moment can you read it for me oh it says uh this comes uh from good old joe grimm he says uh did hype hurt death stranding Mm. uh i i guess it's too early to tell right and we'll have to see Mm. some sales numbers there's no npds available that's a good question yeah that's true because I guess we don't know if it hurt it, but in terms of for me, I think I never fully bought into the hype because Kojima games can be hit or miss. Even though I love Metal Gear Solid, I don't love mm-hmm. all of the Metal Gear Solids. Like I didn't really mm-hmm. like Metal Gear Solid Four. Um, I loved it back in the day. It's probably, mm-hmm. It probably doesn't hold up, but I loved it then. It has the absolute worst load times of any game. Yeah, I've ever I, oh my gosh, it's <laughs> terrible in that regard. Um, but I loved Metal Gear Solid One. Uh, and I liked two more than most people, but I know a lot of people didn't like two very much. So mm. for me, I, I liked, I loved the snake parts of two. <laughs> <laughs> also like five minutes all, of it. 
yeah, the, the the boat part, I was like, oh, this is amazing. Oh you my like gosh. The demo and then, like, that he released with the yeah, Zone of the, the Enders. It was such a dirty trick. <laughs> it was yeah. a dirty trick for sure. Yeah, and then Snake Eater's great. Snake I, Eater's great. I like one better than three, but it is pretty good. It is pretty good. Yeah. Though. Yeah. There's a man who punches bullets at you. You don't do better than that. And there's a dude who like has B powers, apparently. Yes. <laughs> Josh is in the chat. He says, uh, I would swipe yes, please, on all you handsome. Oh, <laughs> oh you. Uh, Gameskeeper Mike wrote in and said, who's got a ghost detecting baby? Is it everyone? So my assumption is mm. also did everyone That's buy another Death Stranding? Stranding question. So uh, no, I like bought in, it internally. Yet. Maybe maybe he just means internally. Your inner child it, can it detect ghosts? Um, no, 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 it can't. I don't think it. can. I've never seen no. a ghost, so I'm guessing the answer is no to that question. Or maybe <laughs> just no ghosts have been around you, David. I could terrify them away with my handsomeness. Maybe, maybe that's. <laughs> well, I don't have any way to disprove that. So. <laughs> I. D- that's one thing. No, there's one thing science has shown us. It's that ghosts are terrified of handsome men. See, I yeah. thought so. And, I had a yeah. feeling. Uh, <laughs> Ruben wrote in and said, who the heck is this David dude? I don't I don't Ooh. know why he always forgets things, because I talk to him all <laughs> the time. He's very forgetful. He, he, he's a very forgetful young man. He very mm. frequently asks, asks, what the heck is blank? And it's either something we've already talked about or something he could very easily type into google and mm. there would be a billion mm. res- results so i'm gonna say no, you you are his google David. yeah that's true <laughs> uh, i'm gonna <laughs> say this all comes know it from because he doesn't know who i am right. <laughs> this this all comes from too much vr oh yeah Ruben does Ruben love VR. it's so true ruben is a, a vr advocate yeah. and enthusiast hey, and our, so our uh, topic tonight is is sponsored by ruben's vr corner so oh my goodness his his vr shop he's got going (laughs) all right two final questions yes uh Mm -hmm. casey wrote in and said what otherwise great game was ruined for you by some minor issue Mm. this is a hard question because i feel like if something makes you like if something ruins a game for you it's not a minor issue um although it might be for other people I understand yeah, the heart of the question. It's just hard to answer. For me, any any frame rate below thir- before below sixty, I'm sorry, uh, yeah. ruins a game. Yeah, for I was me like now. below thirty for sure. Yeah, that's no good. <laughs> any any frame rate below sixty ruins a game for me at this point. So, oh gosh, and David, see, how do you? I don't know how you're surviving. There's so many great games that are thirty. I don't play mm-hmm. them. I, they're ruined uh, for me. So they're see, ruined. Now that's an example because to you guys. <laughs> That is not even an issue at all. But to me, it's, no. it might ruins a game for me. So <laughs> it might even be better. No, it's definitely yeah. not. Some arguably better. It's never. Yeah. No, no. But seriously, by grace in chat says, I'm going to throw up, David. <laughs> Once you guys next generation, when every game is 60 frames per second, I'm sure you will finally all I understand. Like David lives in a world where he believes that I've never played a 60 frame per second game. No, you, you haven't. You haven't played just every game at 60 frames per second. That's the thing. I play every game at 60 now. So going right. back is like entering Stutterville. Uh, so, yeah. oh, I, I can see that. I now, it, is it impacting your love of, of movies at 24p? I think the only reason we love movies at 24 frames per second is because we have always seen them that way. Yes. Wildly disagree. The Hobbit came out at that weird like 45 frames per second. and It was hot garbage. I, I loved it. I mean, the movie wasn't great anyway, but besides that, love, it was just hard to look at. I love the action scenes it, in particular. I'll give you that. 
action scenes tend to look pretty good. Fast moving scenes tend to look really good in high frame rate. But the problem is the rest of the time you're sitting there and it looks like you're staring at like a soap opera. Right. And mm-hmm. that yeah. is not necessarily that's not inherent. There's just something weird about the way they shot that because I can go see a Broadway show and that is in that is infinite frames per second. And that acting is believable. It's not. But it's not. No, I you only believe 24 <laughs> frames per second acting. You think that actors move at the speed of light? Yeah. Infinite frames. Reality David. has That's no what you frames said. per second, Mike. That's not what infinite means. Yes, it is. Infinite. You can you can slow down time as far so far. Every camera that we have that can shoot in ultra slow motion, they have not found a frames per second of reality yet. So as of right yeah. now, reality is infinite frames per second. I guess that makes sense too, because you can watch like a drop of pitch. Like, you know, like that really hard, gooey substance. Like, you can watch it drop. It takes like 15 or 20 years or whatever, but it'll, it will, it looks completely still Mm -hmm. to the human eye. But after like 20 years, it will actually form into a droplet and fall. Yeah. So, like, it is moving no matter how slow. This is the worst TED talk I've ever been to. (laughs) (laughs) Unsubscribe. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway, Adam, was there a great game that was ruined by some minor issue for you? Not really. I usually if 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 I if there's a game that is great and everyone's loving it and there's mm-hmm. some minor issue, I usually just kind of give them the benefit of the doubt. False. You know what I mean? False. And here's why I know you're lying to me. <laughs> because, because we both played DMC and we both oh, stopped. Yeah. Even if everyone else says oh, it's a great game. You okay, that's uh, it. Then. DMC that is it. what is it, five? You guys were playing the, that? The, no, not just, not Deadly no, Cry five, but the the reboot oh, one. Oh, the one yeah. made the, by the, the Ninja Theory. Yeah, Ninja made. Theory, yeah. So that one, the the main character, I I don't see that as a minor issue. That was a glaringly horrible issue. But that's <laughs> but to other people, maybe it's it minor. minor. Yeah, I guess yeah. I guess that's from a certain point of view. Yeah. Well, that's the whole question because you. I don't stop from something that's my for something that's minor for me. Like for yeah. me, the, the animations in Jedi Fallen Order are a little, let's say, janky in, in sure. the best mm. way. I've posted some great Twitter yeah, yeah. videos of yeah. <laughs> just my character looking ridiculous. But yeah, like, yeah, I love it. And it doesn't ruin the game. But it's a minor issue, but it doesn't ruin the game uh, because to me, it's it's minor. But maybe right. someone else I, that's a big animation aficionado will see that and be like, oh, I can't play that. That looks yeah, terrible. I, I, I took this question. Yeah. I was like, what, what game has something that you nitpick at that you're just like, I can't play this anymore. But for okay. everyone else, yes. it's probably fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Last question, because you guys are the worst at lightning round. Uh, <laughs> Josh Bailey wrote in and said, what is the best way to keep two kids, or sorry, to keep kids two and four years old from losing your Joy-Cons immediately within seconds of playing Mario Kart? <laughs> Easy. Don't let them play. So, <laughs> so, A, okay, so. It's too much. What I, what I ended up having to do with, with my kids for a while when we first got it, because a, like they, they got uh, each a Joy-Con, right? And they started playing and I left the room for like five minutes and they moved on to something else, right? They were doing something completely not the game. Sure. And I found the Joy-Cons like underneath my couch. <laughs> like they could have been gone forever. The dog could have eaten them, you know, like, mm-hmm. and they're not cheap. So um, what I, I started, I started making, I, I made some rules, but like two and four, it's kind of, they're kind of young. The four-year-old yeah. could probably follow some rules. But um, what I did was, you know, get the little top dealio, pop that on there so they have the wristband, and then you fasten that wristband to them. You might even handcuff it to them. I don't know. 
you know, you'd go as extreme as you want. So but, then, you, so um, is that is then you you'll never lose it. You'll just know that it's on them. If you can find yeah. your kid, you can find the Joy-Con. <laughs> and that's yeah, that's what you want. But they will never be able to charge it. You'll have to like go find your kid to charge your Joy-Con. That's fine because it doesn't cost me seventy dollars to charge my Joy-Con. That's true. No. Yeah. If you lose your kid, you're probably not too worried about the Joy-Con. That's, tr- that's also not. true. That's a very good <laughs> like, point. Oh, little Jimmy's missing. Ah, oh, that Joy-Con was attached <laughs> to his wrist. <laughs> How am I gonna play Zelda now? <laughs> Uh, all right yeah <laughs> and that is about it oh. for that uh, i think it is about time for the part of the show where we sell you things i like how we've taken that from a fun like googling joke to it's now like our biggest um capitalist moment of the yeah, show you that's, know? that's where uh well i mean googling is pretty capitalist too sure but uh, there's no more way. time for jokes no more time for yeah. jokes? There's no more time for jokes. We're out of time for jokes. I want a really We're, serious, <laughs> serious reason why like, folks need to subscribe to People do not listen to, to this Patreon. podcast because it's serious. I think they do. They the hard-hitting facts and the news and right. stuff. I don't know That's about, what they're here for. I don't know about all so, that. So, patreon.com slash SPFVGS. That's where you should go. Sure. Go there. Patreon, man. Go, go there. Just like our good pal Adam Rose did this fortnight. He sure did. Yeah. I saw him pop up in our Discord with Discord. Sorry, yeah. Discord with that yellow name. <laughs> That's what happens when you join our Indeed. Patreon. Your name becomes Indeed. yellow he's, he's, in Discord. He's a backer. Yeah, he's a, a gentleman and a scholar. That That's one. right. But uh, but yeah, one dollar gets you the episode early. So if you're if you're tired of hearing about news that's four days old, you know. You know, from recording on Thursday, and it's here it is Monday. Old news, you know. You could have heard it on Friday, baby. Maybe Saturday. Maybe Saturday, if, depends, depending on how you know? how healthy Mike is feeling. And we know his <laughs> immune system <laughs> does not enjoy fighting germs anymore, so he just yeah, lives sure in a state of uh, sick. And then, yeah, and then of course we have Patreon exclusive minisodes on there at the two dollar tier. There are other more glorious tiers. Um, going on a hot date with David is somewhere up there. I'm sure. I don't know about um, that, but <laughs> I think it's there. Um, I, I may have added oh no. it today. Uh oh. Um, but anyway, it's David's honor bound to do it. So, <laughs> um, just go ahead over to patreon.com slash If you want to back the show, we really appreciate your help. Um, it helps pay the bills, helps us to give away cool things and, and send shirts to people and buy games and give them away to you guys. Yeah, I was so. thinking maybe we should everybody, do another, everybody wins. Maybe we should do another Christmas. Maybe you should do a Christmas giveaway Ooh. this year. Oh, I like the Christmas gift yeah. idea. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Uh-huh. Okay. Let's do it. Sold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Jeff Goldblum. Oh. Uh, oh. oh. <laughs> there was madness in any direction. Topic time, meat and potatoes. David, your topic, good sir. Yeah, oh, it is my topic. Um, I, I need to, I wrote it down, but I don't have it open, so I need to go get it real quick. So let me just. It doesn't seem like you'd have to do that. I, no, I like to, I like to read it because I, I like to make sure that I hit all of the questions that I thought mm. 
about? Okay, mm. there it is. I found it uh, while I was stalling yes. there. Okay. Um, so, uh, Valve, first of all, welcome to Ruben's VR Corner. Um, yes, here we yes, are. Yes, here we are. In the right corner here with Ruben. Ruben's VR Corner. Uh, Valve just announced their first single-player story-driven game since 2011. That's wild. That is, mm-hmm. Has it been that long since Portal 2? Is, that's when Portal 2 came out. Oh, uh, yeah. It's a long Gosh, time. That so is old. eight years. Um, <laughs> so very old. Uh, and uh, surprise, it's a VR game. <laughs> that's Hey, I'm all for it. I know some people are bummed that it's VR, but I, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah. I, I love that it's built from the ground up for VR. Yeah. So the game, you in know. case you've been living under a rock, it's called Half-Life Alex. Uh, if mm-hmm. you've ever played a Half-Life game, well, specifically Half-Life 2 or up, um alex vance it stars alex vance that's who you're playing as um you -hmm. get these cool little gloves that you put on and then you can interact with the world um but so the story of half-life alex promises to bridge the gap between half-life one and half-life two so it's like a sort of a prequel but it's like it's more like a rogue one style prequel between movies that we've already seen not like all the way in the a beginning sequel. Oh, like your favorite ones. Yeah. Like my, yeah. yeah like your my favorite, favorite one, your favorite prequels yeah, Han, solo and rogue one. How Han got his, his, the dumb way Han got his, his last name and the movie <laughs> where you shouldn't really care about any of those characters because, Hey, you don't see them anymore. I, I wonder why. Um, David is so easily distracted. <laughs> anyway, um, half-life star Wars. Yeah. Half-life Alex, um, also stars Alex Vance. So on a scale from one to ten, pizzas. Okay, mm. ten pizzas being mm-hmm. the most excited. How excited are we about this announcement? So I had to temper my excitement mm-hmm. at first. Like I first heard about it, and I was like, "Valve, why? Do, why are you doing this to me? I'm gonna have to. <laughs> I'm, it's gonna be on PC." Right, which right, I'm not right. going to buy a gaming PC and another VR headset to play right. this one game. So I'm like, well, I guess I'm probably not going to play it. Which that makes me sad more than excited. Sure. But however, however, there is precedent for Valve bringing their games over to console after like a year or more. Sometimes, mm-hmm. um, you know, Orange Box, uh, Portal Two, you know, all that kind of stuff. So. I do hold out hope that this will come to PSVR on PS5. Uh, in which case, <clears throat> yeah, you know, there's a chance. In, you know, it might be a year, it might be two years, or it could be quite a while before I play this game. But I'm pretty jazzed because that trailer, who boy, oh my goodness, yeah, I it got me, it got me hot under the collar, David. <laughs> I'll there's a that. lot of cool stuff we can talk about it, but first, I just want to point out if you feel like there's no way you can ever possibly play this game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All you got to do is fly out to New York City, come stay at my apartment. <laughs> you can play this game, yeah. I promise. Because I'm going to Patreon tier now. What was that? Yeah. <laughs> That's the highest <laughs> Patreon tier. Fly to David's house and play, <laughs> play uh, Half Life Alex. Um, yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. So, so anyway, just wanted to put that out there. Like, you, you will probably be able to find someone that will let you play uh, Half Life at their house. If you can't afford your own rig, but also all that said, um, it's not going to, it's definitely not coming to the currently, uh, available PSVR because, um, it requires like crazy, uh, finger tracking and, Mm. um, the, there's no way in heck that the PSVR will be able to track fingers. Um, because, uh, 
it's just it's laggy. There's like it, it, the the camera is too low resolution. Um, yeah. So like the way these new controllers work, like um, the, the, the new uh, half or the new um, valve VR system has literal finger tracking the way like you wear kind of like gloves. But um, mm. the rift, what it does is it can like sense when you're touching a button and when you let go of a button. So it's not mm. as like, you know, it can't sense like, you know, doing stuff like that but it can tell it can do that so um so yeah. like hand tracking is very important oh yeah for, for our audio, audio listeners, listeners i don't know you're how you're missing to a lot of that. great you can do this finger but you, that david's making yeah, I know. yeah you can do this but you can't do that i want you to try sure. to picture with the inflection of his voice what type of finger motion <laughs> he might be making it. at the camera right now oh my goodness you can make ducky when, fingers yeah when his voice is high it's kind of like, like ducky wiggly fingers, fingers. yeah right and then yeah, when he gets really fingers, low, it's different. Yeah, it's jazz hands. Jazz hands. Yeah. Jazz hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so I'm, I'm curious to see if they, if they actually release some kind of peripheral or if there is, if there are more uh, dexterous controls for PS5, you know, um, VR, who knows? And, and maybe if Microsoft uh, in, ends up integrating Oculus, like that was rumored uh, a while back mm-hmm. uh, with their next console, I think they've been holding off because, you know, the base, like the base PS4 just barely can pull off VR, you know? Yeah. Um, it, it, you know, anything that's detailed is very, very low res. Uh, and so, you know, it's it's a little tougher, I think, to to pull it off with this generation. But the next generation hardware, I feel like will will handle VR quite handily. Well, yeah, so the minimum... No, no pun intended. Oh, I, I see what you did there with the handily. Uh, Captain mm-hmm. Winky in the chat said spirit fingers, which I'm not exactly sure mm. what that is, but it sounds accurate. Oh, yeah, spirit fingers. Uh, yeah, also, I want right. to do a quick shout out to Bulldogs1992 in the chat because they desperately yeah. want to talk to us. Hello, Bulldogs. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so um, the minimum system requirements for Half-Life uh alex are ridiculously high like you need an i5 intel processor which is you know it's not the cheapest it's the you know it's kind of the middle of the road processor so second cheapest second most expensive second most expensive yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) um and you need at least a gtx uh 1060 um Mm. which again is that's like last year or no was it this year no, it was last year, last year's GPU. So that's that's pretty recent. So, you know, like most most VR games don't require that new of a GPU. So anyway, the specs are crazy. But if you look at the trailer, like it's a very pretty it's a holy Moses. It's a very pretty yeah. like all the yeah. faces are like super detailed, but they still have that like valve slight cartooniness, you know? Yeah. To them, yeah. Which, and G G man oh looks very gosh. cool. So I have a theory. <laughs> so at the very end of the trailer, um, like everything goes black and they, like they show like, you know, the release stuff and all the credits and stuff. And then like yeah. you hear March release, March, yeah, 2020, March 2020, baby. Um, but you hear, yeah. you hear like creaking, like creaking, like almost a floor, like someone's in front of you. And then you mm-hmm. see these eyes, like come into focus and then lights come up and you see that it's g-man looking at you and i guarantee you that's the beginning of the game like you click start new game and it goes black like it's loading and then all of a sudden just imagine this you hear what sounds like someone <laughs> standing in front of you all of a sudden and it's just g-man i have my eyes closed david i feel like i'm imagine, there you, you see <laughs> g-man like staring you in the eye 
with his menacing oh, look and he like i i yeah. am positive he will circle you and like like talk to you and like like walk around you and stuff and that is that is gonna be i got like chills just thinking about how because there's something in vr it's hard and so here's another problem with vr there's this this problem where you are trying to um you it's you can't it's so hard to show people how much of a game changer it is if they uh haven't done it it could like like with 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 the gap from 2d games to 3d games you could just show that on a tv and you'd see how different it is but with vr Mm -hmm. there's like a whole stereo vision component that you can't really grasp and there's like head tracking and like there's this sense of presence that you just can't show in a trailer um so like i feel like a lot of people that look at this trailer like yeah i've seen better first person shooters like Sure, maybe they look better, but there, there's. Mm-hmm. But for a VR, yeah, yeah, for a VR game that is staggeringly detailed, yeah, it's like right. I was blown away. Yeah, so and it's just easier when you've been in a VR game to like put yourself in that situation. So, so anyway, all that said, like, um, like I, I get chills thinking about G Man like walking up to me and looking yeah. at me in the eye because like when I played the Star Wars, um, Darth Vader, uh, Star Wars Vader Immortal, uh, VR mm-hmm. game. My I had my most visceral reaction when Darth Vader walked into the room and walked right up to me and he was like huge <laughs> and like I didn't realize how like oh. big he was, like muscular wise. Like you don't I never saw him that way on screen, but in person. They're they're robotic muscles, dude. I don't know, even worry but about it. Still, don't be intimidated. I'm still mm. intimidated, guys. <laughs> Scary. <laughs> yeah, I uh when I met uh Darth Vader the first time at Disneyland. Oh, yeah! I was like, I was like a little girl meeting like <laughs> Snow White. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, hi! I, I couldn't even. I, it was so bizarre. I was transformed into a child again. <laughs> sure. Oh, uh, so so let's so. talk about some more some moments from the trailer. Um, oh yeah, I, I it it definitely looks like a quantum leap in VR gaming for There's sure. There's like a moment um, where Alex, uh, like. She so she's in a room and like you she's hearing noises and she like mm-hmm. l- there's like a shelf next to her and she like moves some items all, like to the side of the shelf so she can like get a better look. Oh, so cool. And like and I was like, oh, that's so Half-Life, all the physics stuff, yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. so yeah. Half-Life and I'm very yeah. excited about and like there's stuff where like uh, her gun was out of ammo and she like looks on the shelf next to her. It looked like the same shelf, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was like ammo on the shelf yeah. and she, and like loading isn't just like pressing a button you like eject the the uh the cartridge and you put in a new cartridge and then you cock the gun like yeah i am not gonna know how to shoot guns because i don't i don't do that in real <laughs> life so I'm, it's gonna take me forever oh, to learn how to do that stuff but all and apparently friend of the show sissy jones is gonna be part of the voice oh, cast yeah, she just she yeah. just tweeted which that. is pretty awesome yeah she just tweeted that out couple hours ago which is so very congrats to sissy that is super cool yeah. yeah i mean she's got a great voice for for that universe yeah. so i i can't wait to hear what she who she's playing i i have no yeah. idea um um the the gravity gloves <laughs> yeah. is that what they're calling them for real gravity the, gloves yeah they're, they're <laughs> called, called gravity gloves and you can like yeah you can like telekinesis style with the with these gloves mm-hmm. and like snatch items and things oh man it looks those look super I, super so cool so i love it so what that is if you've never played a half-life game um in half-life 2 there was their like iconic weapon was the gravity gun which yeah. which was this like gun that you could like use to like 
pick up things from across the map and like shoot things. And like, so a lot of Half-Life 2's gameplay was puzzle solving, like physics puzzles um, were Mm -hmm. like, you know, you'd have a platform over here and a platform over there. And one platform, you do try to step on it and you're like too heavy, but then you put boxes on the other platform and then you're not too heavy. Like, like you think like 2D games have, have had mechanics like this, but Valve was, or Half-Life 2 was one of the first, um, like, uh, like 3d games to do that. Um, so, um, I'm, I'm very, I'm very excited to just see like all of the like ways they're going to work physics into, uh, this new VR scenario. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I, I love, I can't wait to see the puzzles that they come up with for VR. Um, yeah. So another thing that we know about this game is that um, Valve has taken some of the resources from uh, Campo Santos, um, and we don't know what the development, I, I think, uh, state on uh, in the Valley of the Gods is right now. But yeah. Oh yeah, they yeah. came in and we're doing writing for this game for them. Oh, that's awesome! So, and yeah, I, I noticed one on thing. I noticed one thing in the trailer that it was. I was so happy to see that Valve's classic humor is present. Like the yeah. part where oh, he the throws gun. the yeah. gun down. Yeah, he's fantastic. like, he throws this gun to you, and he's like, "Oh, don't worry, it's not loaded." And then it it hits the hood of this car and fires. And he's like, "Oh, well, it's not loaded now." <laughs> I can also fantastic. that guy's got a New Zealand accent, and everyone thinks it sounds like uh, Reese Darby, which oh, okay. I hope it is him because they have a they have a history of. Um, like hiring comedic actors like they Stephen Merchant was was the voice of uh, um, your companion in Portal 2. I can't remember what his name was right now, but um, mm-hmm. and he was just like a funny sidekick throughout. So, yeah, I I love I love that guy. That New Zealand guy shows up a couple times. Um, also, it's weird. Alex's dad has a new voice actor now because I think the mm-hmm. original actor passed away. Ooh. Um, he just sounds different, but. That's just a that's just a, a weird nitpick. But um okay, so um so let's talk Mike. You've been very quiet over there. Mm-hmm. How how are you feeling about this this game? Are you are you excited at all? Are you are you are you upset? Do you wish that this was a game? No, no, I'm not upset. Um I I guess I I'm like where where Adam I guess said he started at, right? Like there's there's something really, really cool about seeing Valve um, get back into single player AAA game development. Um, there's the trailer is fantastic. Clearly, they're putting a lot of like heart and soul into this game. It's supposed to be like a 12 to 14 hour like full blown um, game, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and this is what VR needs to push the medium forward. These games need to exist, and 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 so in that regard, I'm very excited for the game coming out. But I have to temper all the excitement just knowing like, well. I don't have a gaming PC and I don't have like an Oculus headset. So like I'm not the audience for this game, unfortunately, Uh, at least not anytime soon. So while it's really cool to see this trailer and then it's cool to hear it's, Oh, it's coming out in March. It's it's, it'll be here soon. Um, the only way that I'll experience it is like watching somebody else play it on Twitch or something. Mm. And so I have to, so while I'm excited for valve and excited for the medium and excited for people who get to play it, 
at the same time, I know like, well, I don't get to play it. So I'm only so excited about it. Right. Just come on over, Mike. You can just come play it. Stop. Just quick, quick flight to take, New York. Take, take a week off of work. Just come play <laughs> Half-Life. I'll be at work, but you can just play it while I'm at work. So um, yeah. I'm I'm definitely with you like on the I'm bummed that I'll have to wait a while to play it. Probably if 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 I do ever play it. But I am uh, I'm just very happy to see. Uh, a studio with a lot of resources mm-hmm. putting a ton of money into a top tier triple a full length VR game. Like right. that is not, not even Sony's doing that. And that is, um, and they are probably the ones who would otherwise be most equipped for that. Sure. Um, I mean, I guess, I guess, uh, Sony did it for, I mean, uh, blood and truth, mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah. Studio London has been working on this, but even blood yeah. and truth is like, what, like five hours, it's it's not super long. I can't remember exactly how long it is. Yeah. Part of the show But like Blood and Truth is an amazing game, right? And I got really amped for a game. Blood and Truth is the game that like sold me on VR. Oh. Um, that was like, oh, like VR is great as a medium. And it's on PSVR and that's something I can get my hands on and I can play that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, five hours roughly. So, Seven hours if you're a completionist. Sure. Um, we know Mike so, likes to get his platinum, so... I sure Probably do. Probably seven that, hours for Mike then. Hashtag so like that. <laughs> Blood and Truth is like a really, a really great, uh, a really great game. And it's accessible to a lot of people. All you have to do is have a PlayStation and then you get a PSVR. Uh, most people, you know, a lot of people already have PlayStations. So for the cost of the headset, which is routinely around $200, um, you can play this great game. Um, mm-hmm. But if you don't have a gaming PC and you don't have a VR headset, you're looking at like $1,500 to $2,000 that you need to invest to get to uh, where Valve wants you to be to play this new game. It comes out in March. So um, yeah. So at the same time, while I'm not really super disappointed myself, um, I get why people are bummed out, right? You've been waiting 13 years or whatever for the next Half-Life game and it comes out and it's just outside your price range. Yeah. So yeah, I guess that kind of stinks. I guess it but stinks. I, but I mean, what are you going to do? <laughs> I'll tell <laughs> I you know. what you're going to do. You're going to buy a gaming PC and then uh, sure not doing and that. Then spend another thousand dollars for a mm. valve, whatever their headset's called. Index. I don't remember the index. Yeah. yeah. That's I got to say, that's is a that real, because ex- it really has exciting gravity because of the finger. Uh, yeah, I think that is, is it called the index because it has the yeah, finger. They stuff? do finger yeah. tracking. So that's another thing. Um, I would not be shocked if PS5 comes out. PSVR works, you know, frontwards compatible. Is that what we decided we're calling that frontwards compatibility? Because it's not backwards uh, compatibility. Well, PSV. Oh, oh, if you're talking about the headset, yeah, yeah it would be forward compatible. Forward. I guess. <laughs> but yeah, the PS5 would be backward compatible with the the okay, current PSVR. Sure. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah. I I think Sony needs to announce a new kind of hand tracking device. Yeah, I, I think enough time has gone by. We, we know that Sony is interested in doing another VR headset. Um, PSVR was uh, a larger success than they had expected it to be. Yeah. Um, and to date, it is not only the most affordable uh, way to, to get into VR, but the headset is really comfortable. And because all PlayStations are effectively the same, um, with the minor exception of, you know, pro and, and, and base PS4, developers know what to count on when they're developing their game yeah. for psvr they have a really stable environment to work in which they like mm-hmm. which is why you see so much vr content um for for playstation so uh i, I think sony will, will get back into that that again and i would like to see like you're saying david Lim, 
you get a new rig maybe cameras uh built into the headset this time around yeah the better controls the finger such tracking. a game changer having the, the yeah. cameras right in the headset um yeah like like my my oculus rift s uh it's right it's right over in my corner if you see me looking down i'm just looking at my oculus rift. looking for it uh, <laughs> he just just stroking it all you do is you plug in a <laughs> usb3 uh and and a display port two things mm-hmm. that's it you're whole you're all set up like that's pretty yeah. cool yeah. so yeah. that i that sort of simplicity needs to come to the next version of psvr well and and i i'm with you on the the finger tracking thing because i mean i've had enough not being able to flip people off in my PlayStation <laughs> games. Sure. You know, sure. it's got to happen. <laughs> it's got to. Um, so to, to wrap it up, a little bow. Um, mm-hmm. Do you do you think. Do you think that this is going to change anything when it comes to how many people have VR, how many people are excited about VR? Or is this just. Another blip in the radar. I think you'll certainly get uh, a certain segment of gamers that already have getting PCs, but maybe don't have VR headsets that would probably buy a VR headset for this. Yeah. Um, people that already have VR headsets are definitely going to buy this. Um, and I think a lot of studios that are, that are investing in VR are going to take this as a, a pretty strong example of, of how to develop VR games. Mm. Um, so I, I think it's really good for the medium in general. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, I can't speak for everyone, right? Because sometimes I think, like, well, people will never go out and buy gaming PCs and headsets just to play this. But Half-Life is a pretty crazy franchise. Like yeah, that. it so is. It, a lot is. Of it has a lot of diehard fans. Yeah, yeah maybe people will. I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I certainly can't just run out and spend $2,000 to play. Now, you know, here's right? the question, though, Mike. Yeah, it's not just Is it that game, you can't but, or is it that you won't? Mm-hmm. That. I can't. That would be <laughs> that would be insane. Yeah. Now, I, I really hope the game does very well because it will be a motivating factor for other studios and other publishers to follow suit. Right. To, mm-hmm. to release this tier of VR game for the next generation uh, of gaming. It's and I, I know there's already a pretty good groundswell for VR mm-hmm. uh, just based off of kind of the second half of yeah. this console cycle and the 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 uh, adoption on on pc yeah. but yeah it's uh i'm i definitely i'm curious to see how it sells i hope it sells great i yeah. i think uh, there are quite a few headsets out there and pe- anyone who's got one that is supported is probably on board you yeah. know yeah because i find that people who are into vr like ruben of ruben's oh, he vr loves corner it. it's his favorite <clears throat> loves it, he yeah. loves it so can't get enough <laughs> but get enough. i feel like <laughs> like people like that are usually super enthusiastic about new VR titles. And so especially mm-hmm. a one that is this big budget, this uh, what looks to be this uh, detailed and, right. um, and AAA even if, if, if I dare say yeah. so. Oh, it, it definitely um, looks AAA. And um, yeah, and I, I do want to say also Oculus has been killing it with their exclusives. In, Insomniac just released another exclusive game for Oculus Rift S, probably their last one since they are now owned by Sony true yeah. um so yeah i i i'm waiting for the mario 64 of vr the one that like is like oh all games or not maybe not all games but oh vr games are like a, a real thing like oh mario 64 yeah. Yeah, yeah. was like oh 3d games are a real thing they're not just like mm-hmm. a crazy gimmick um so anyway I'm, I'm hoping i mean as yeah as mario 64s for vr go mm-hmm. this this could be a very good candidate yeah. for that you definitely you need more people making full length 
triple a games right instead of like okay we'll make a triple a game but we're going to break it into chapters and every chapter will be two hours long because yeah uh vr games are just hard to make and they're expensive yeah um mm-hmm. so if this is successful then like you said you know maybe more studios will take that risk yeah um and, and release those longer experiences you're looking for yeah F- fingers crossed mario 64 vr yeah. And I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm really curious to see how the locomotion. Uh, yeah, works. how do we walk? That's another. I was gonna ask. How do you walk? We, I have no idea. So, I think that the is... Verge has an article. I haven't read it all the way yet, but I think they have three movement modes um, that are okay. planned. So that one, um, two of them are for standing and one is for sitting. Okay. Um, but I don't know much more beyond that. Okay. So that, okay. There, there, there's some information out there now. I'm not sure how detailed cool. it is, but maybe go check out the Verge. I like I like that yeah, there's I, uh, options too, like uh, like giving people yeah, more options. True, um, because like sometimes I get a little bit motion sick if I'm like standing still mm-hmm. and pushing a, a stick to walk forward. But it depends yeah, on the game. For like sure. Minecraft, I always get I always feel nauseous uh, when I'm when I'm trying to walk around with a stick in that in VR. But mm-hmm. um, but then there's other games like uh, Resident Evil Seven. I played the whole thing like just sitting in a chair and pushing forward on a thumbstick, and I felt fine. So. It just it just varies. Yeah, I usually I usually it depends on the game too. Yeah, like yeah. I played Robinson the Journey and that that made me super sick like immediately. <laughs> um, but Resident Evil Seven I think was slow enough to where it didn't. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. Um, maybe it was the slowness. It didn't make me sick. But this game looks very fast. At least the trailer is cut that yeah. way, right? Like moving around. So it might do that thing of like uh, Blood and Truth does it this way where you're you're like in a spot. And you're looking around and you can, that part can be as fast as your head. And then, um, you, you know, look in a certain area and you click and you'll kind of slide over yeah. there pretty quickly. A lot of VR games do that. N- yeah. But not in a way that made me woozy or sick. Even, so, even if they do full motion, right. There's, there's clever tricks they, they could use. Like, um, there's a part of the trailer where you see that, uh, Alex has like her hand on some kind of a hand scanner and is like fighting off enemies, um, with the other hand. And that's like a good way to say, here's a really a- a cool action scene that'll cause you to move around a lot, but gives you an excuse to stand still in one place. Um, so in almost all the action scenes we saw was like, oh, she's hiding behind like a wall that has like holes and stuff in it and yeah. pushing things across shelves. Like, I think I think what they've probably realized is for action heavy scenes, we need to give the players an excuse to to be in a very small space that they'll just stay mm-hmm. in that one space. And after the action's over, then we can move and because it's not as fast paced, it won't make people motion sick. It is at least what I'm gathering from the trailer. But you know, who knows what they'll do? There, yeah, there could yeah. be a number of things they they try to accomplish that way. Yeah. Anyway, I'm very excited. Very nice. I think we've talked enough about this. I March can't come faster. That is all, that has <laughs> shot to the top of the games I'm most excited about. So yeah. yeah. So I will say I will say eight out of ten pizzas. Eight out of ten. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. How about you, Mike? What what what's your excitement? I'm probably like a solid seven out of ten. Okay, hey, that's... and and the only I'm reason very is because excited to watch I... David play it on Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the only reason it wouldn't be higher because honestly, it looks amazing. Is that yeah? I just don't know when I'll ever be able to play it. Right. <laughs> There's no guarantee I will. But yeah, if I do, ten out of ten. That's all I'm saying. All right. <laughs> Uh, hey, all real quick right. before we wrap up the show, uh, uh, Bulldog in chat desperately wants to know what Mike's favorite Disney movie is. Ooh, it's did, a it's a big question. It is a very big question. Does does this uh, in include all the Pixar films? Yeah, yes. yeah. Pixar established that. Okay, so if it can't, if it because it's gonna be a Pixar film if that's the case. Um, 
if that is the case, oh, it varies a little bit based on the mood, but mm. I would probably say either either the first Incredibles movie, because uh, Brad Bird's just a total G. Yeah, mm, he, um, is. he is such a G. Or maybe Ratatouille. Well, yeah, both, Brad, I just watched Brad. Is that Brad Bird as well, right? Yeah, is they're yeah. both Brad Bird. I just like Brad Bird movies. Fantastic, also. Um, yeah, I would say. I think. Oh, go ahead. No, go for it. I was going to say Up is my favorite Pixar there you movie. Go. Ooh, Up is very, uh, very good. And uh, I will say, if it has to be a Disney movie, then my favorite Disney movie is The Lion King, which is also Bulldogs. Um, but if uh, if it can be Pixar as well, then I would probably say Wall-E, just because the first. Wally's the really first solid. act of that movie, it it blows my mind that they tell a whole story with no dialogue at all for the first act. Yeah, and it's yeah. pretty good. That's so, pretty good. Anyway, all right, you guys. <laughs> End of the show plugs for all. You can keep up with us at sbfvgs.com. That's where you can find links to the episodes, to our social media, our Twitch channel, our merchandise, Patreon, the whole nine yards. Um, if you like what we do and you want to see us doing more of it, of course, back us on Patreon at patreon.com slash sbfvgs. Um, yeah, like our pal Adam Rose. What a what gentleman. A scholar. That man. <laughs> uh, you can subscribe on twitch.tv slash sbfegs if you want to watch us ad free watch the episodes being recorded on thursday nights typically 8 p.m pacific um and then you know of course you can leave us a delightful itunes review that's a free way you can always uh support the show that way we actually mm-hmm. that helps us out so much for people finding the show new listeners all that stuff so if you've never left us an itunes review um you know, we'd really appreciate that. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, of course, a very special thanks to Eric Kruger for our podcast logo for his handsome face. Mm-hmm. 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 And, <laughs> of course, you can find us on Twitter at SBF VGS Podcast. I'm on there, Barry White. That's B-U-R-Y-W-I-T-E. Mike is Taco Douglas. David is David J. Tate. And, uh, of course, I'm on uh, PlayStation and various other services under Barry White as well. So feel free to friend me there. Um, yeah, that's about that it, guys. That about wraps it up. That's about, that about does it. That's That'll do. That'll do. Yeah. <laughs> that's all the time we have for Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover, episode 135. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back every two weeks with more full-length AAA podcasts in VR <laughs> and other talk on gaming. <laughs> Hit us up with your questions, topics, or musings if you want to be part of the show. Goodbye, hey, everybody. Thanks, guys. He wouldn't say any other number but two. I mean, I know what he was doing, but most people are like, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. And he was just... Because they don't want to sound like uh, like a crazy person. Yeah, like a crazy person just saying, two, two, two. It's just What if one day, after checking the mic like that for 10 years, you know, two, two. Oh, that would be you know? so good. Like, what if it was all this one huge lead up to that? 
just years of, of years in. in the making. It would be, I would be like a real Andy Kaufman type moment when it finally yeah. paid off, you know? This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.